It's time for JT the Brick. We kick off the summer at Cliff Branch. Receiver from the University of Colorado, number 21, Cliff Branch. The summer of Cliff. Cliff Branch, all summer long. Back joins the Branch, a saver in the end zone. Branch, leaping catch, touchdown Raiders! Coach, I can beat my guy deep. I said, Cliff, we haven't even played it down yet. How do you, how do you even know who your guy is? The guy was just a nightmare to cover. He said it verbally, you're not going to cover me. You either have it or you don't have it. Well, Cliff had it. JT the Brick. The summer of Cliff. Cliff Branch, all summer long. If that guy was playing today, he would blow the top off the record book. Talked about the big bad Raiders. And here we had a hide. We had a parade Cliff Branch out there. He was 155 pounds. He's a Hall of Famer. As we count down to Cliff, the summer of Cliff on the flagship. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Summer of Cliff Branch. As it's summer, it's hot, and we're talking Cliff. Welcome into the flagship of the Silver and Black. Uh, brought to you by Golden Entertainment as they fuel the monologue with their 64-plus PTs in the Valley. They own the Strat, as you know, Arizona Charlies, the Laughlin Entertainment Center, and I love going to PTs for great lunches. Had lunch the other day at the S. G-Bar at the top of 215 in Flamingo. Sports all around you. The opportunity to game. Have great drink specials. And happy hour 5 to 7, midnight to 2. PTs fuels the monologue every day. We're going to talk to the president of the Raiders. Sandra Douglas Morgan is going to join us in a few minutes. Our first conversation with her on the flagship of the Silver and Black. We look forward to that in her new role. What she brings not only to Las Vegas, but the international brand of the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's coming up in a few minutes. And also Kenny King is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Two-time Super Bowl champ, great guy, Oklahoma legend, and a guy who loved Cliff Branch. So we're trying to put on guys who played with Cliff. We also put on alumni. Uh, The alumni are coming out in full force to Canton and even a bigger wave coming to Vegas for the final preseason game for alumni weekend. If you got tickets... To the preseason game, that final preseason game is a legendary one for what the Raiders have in store for that. And we'll talk to Kenny about his position, explosive running back, touchdowns, everything that he did right uh, representing the Raiders and this important moment for Cliff Branch. You know, you can't imagine what these guys feel like knowing Cliff isn't here and they're going back to Canton. Imagine if Cliff was here and everybody was going back to Canton. I think it's encouraging that these guys want to be there on behalf of Cliff. So they're coming in a wave to show the family support and the Raiders support. I mean, no other organization in professional sports does this. I swear to you, no other ones. And the Yankees are a pretty big organization. You know I'm a Yankee fan. They have old-timers day, right? They have some alumni events, of course. Nothing compared to the way the Raiders do it. It's a big part of the organization. It's a big part of the past and the future is the alumni celebrating one another. These are brothers, family members, and they really care about each other. So the Summer of Cliff continues as we kick off the show. The Open Championship is ready for tomorrow at St. Andrews, the birthplace of golf. I'm going to be uh, traveling to Los Angeles for some projects and some radio, and I'll be back on Monday. And we got some specialty programming in our spot coming up here. Then next week, when rookies report, and then veterans report, and we're all in. Then training camp begins. I talked to Q about it. Vinny, the entire lineup here is going to be out at practice reporting about practice, training camp, and we'll put on all the insiders and the experts to get on the radio to talk about the fight for position battles. That's what's next for us here where we roll up our sleeves 
And we all try as fans, because we all feel like we're involved, and you are involved. You're the great fans of the Raider Nation, as we tried to build up this roster to see who's going to make the team or not. As I said, I think there's going to be more players that come in, that come into the franchise at some point uh, during the preseason in camp. If there's an offensive lineman or a linebacker or another player that comes in because they're cut from another team, we're going to be all over it. And then the big events in August, as you know, Canton for the game. The Raiders play the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they play in the regular season. They also play New England in the preseason. They play them in the regular season. And then Alumni Weekend at the end of August. So being over at the Raiders yesterday, you could see how they are working. They don't have an offseason, the people that are prepping. These big events coming up here. And the players really come off vacation next week. And as we touched on it yesterday, and we'll talk about it, Randy Mueller, who joined us yesterday, the former GM, made it clear this is a really important week for the players not to get in trouble. And not that there's going to be anybody here who gets in trouble, but this weekend is the last weekend for NFL players to come to Vegas. Get what I'm talking about? Last weekend for them to go to Cabo. Get what I'm talking about? Last weekend for them to go on road trips. So we want everything to be smooth and cool, and then training camp will begin, and we'll be all excited about that. And, man, there are going to be some big, big position battles that we're pumped up to talk about, and I can't wait to see the competition level and everything that we're going to see at training camp. But the most exciting news recently, the new president of the Las Vegas Raiders, Sandra Douglas Morgan, kind enough to join us on the flagship of the Raiders. Sandra, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having me, JT. It's a pleasure. My pleasure. Yes, my pleasure having you on. Let's talk about after your press conference. What was it like to take a step back in those days right after that? Connect with former colleagues, your family, and take it all in. And what your experience at that first press conference? You know, I'm honestly, I'm still on cloud nine. I don't even think I've processed it all yet. It has just been such an incredibly warm welcome. I mean, beyond my expectations um, from Raider Nation, and then. I think my family's still in a bit of shock, too. It's really something that you can't plan for or know what you're going to expect until you go through it. But, um, you know, I'm still on cloud nine. And I uh, just really can't wait to really kind of dig in, meet more people within the organization, and just continue to, to move things forward. But, um, yeah, it was just great to have my family there. Mark's been incredibly supportive um, and, you know, met, had a chance to meet my parents. Um, so it was just great. You know, one of the cool things about that, too, historically, a lot of those press conferences are at the facility over the years in L.A. or Alameda, and you could have had that also in Henderson would have been great. But what was it like looking past the media at the backdrop of the city through the Lanai doors in that location at Allegiant Stadium? You know, that was also touching as well. We, you know, I was debating, you know, where it could be, but really that stadium and how it has changed the landscape and just the overall feel of, of Las Vegas. It was kind of important to me, and Mark was fine with also having it at the stadium. I mean, it's it's just such a huge, you know, symbol, and it just really cements the Raiders' legacy in Las Vegas. And so, and for it to be in my hometown, um, obviously, it just made it all that much sweeter. Sandra Douglas Morgan, president of the Raiders, joins us. So let's talk about how the job came about, uh, the the movement of that position, the turnover at the president position. So. When Mark offered you this, or at least we were going through the interview process, and you were in there running to get it, what was your due diligence like at the end, making the decision of what you heard or what you knew about the past, the changes that you wanted to make, and really the big part, accepting this position because you had to do that due diligence. What was the key for you taking the job? 
Well, obviously, I, I'm, I stay engaged. You know, I read, uh, you know, reputable news reports and was kind of, you know, aware of what's going on. You know, I was the, I am the vice chair of the Super Bowl host committee, so I had a chance to meet a lot of the great people that are within the organization through that role as well. Um, but the, the, at the time that I knew that I was definitely going to take it, well, and it's an opportunity of a lifetime, so I'm just going to be blunt and say that. But when I talked to Mark and asked him, he said, go forward, talk to anyone you want. I'm an open book. I'm, you know, he really has, you know, nothing to hide and was really open in saying, if you want, you know, it, it's a two-way street, right? I was flattered, obviously, that we were even talking about the position, but when he said, I want you to talk to as many people and as, as you want and as you can so that you're making an informed decision, that was very telling to me. And I knew that, you know, when I joined him in this organization that he would have that same philosophy, which is really important to me, right? I, I discuss transparency, accountability, and teamwork um, as being very important just to me and who I am. And um, knowing that the Raiders and, of course, Mark is aligned with that, it's, um, it's a win-win situation. Sandra Douglas Morgan, president of the Raiders, joins us. So you worked with big companies in the past. You get to this company, there was obviously going to be turnover because the team moved from Alameda and not everybody came. And then there's been turnover here uh, since before you got there. What is your vision with this company now and the individual employees to sit down and have an open-door policy, get to know everybody, their families, and obviously the strength of what this vast group of employees bring to the Raiders? Right. And, you know, I've always had an open door policy in any position that I've been in. It's really important that people know that the person, you know, it's, it's, whether it be even the owner, right, Mark has a very open door policy as well, that we see people as people. And we understand that, you know, uh, people have great days, some people don't, um, but people have major life changes, but they're all human at the end of the day, and we need to treat people that way. I'm obviously really aware of some of the, of the challenges that the organization has faced, I'm going to address them, you know, head on again with Mark's support. He said, if there's anything that needs to be addressed, let's go ahead and do it. Um, but it's really getting, I think, some stability. And it's not just about the turnover that you've seen in the front office. It's been our, our country, right, our state, our city, just the nature of things with the pandemic and people readjusting and their lives changing. And you see, you know, changes in um, just uh, not just unemployment rates, but people wanting to work from home and just having different lifestyle changes. So it's all, I think, a part of a transition that we've all gone through over the last three years. And I'm just really looking forward to um, having some stability, um, a clear vision, clear goals, clear direction. And I think that's really going, going to help um, continue to move the Raiders forward. I love the fact that you talked about your dad in preschool starting here in Vegas and the military background in Nellis. The discipline of that type of early upbringing? How did that help you in your life as a student, as a leader, and all the positions you've had along the way? I'm just incredibly lucky and blessed, to be honest. You know, as a kid, I remember thinking, gosh, they never leave me alone. <laughs> and, you know, growing up in, like, the late 70s, early 80s, you know, that was kind of the, the latchkey kind of, you know, uh, childhood that a lot of us had. But I never did because my mother was a keynote runner and worked in um, casinos. So she would work swing. My father worked day and somebody was always around. And at the time I thought, gosh, I wish I had more freedom. But now that I look back on it, I was probably good that I didn't. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, they always had very high expectations and just really um, reinforced hard work. And I think because of, you know, even their own backgrounds, just, you know, making sure that 
we realize the opportunities that we're given and that, you know, what our, what our parents or our prior generation worked so hard for us to get. And so I just want to continue to pay that forward, not just with my own family, my own children, but just any, any young person I come into contact with. Sandra Douglas Morgan, president of the Raiders, joins us. So at an early age, what was it like here in Vegas without pro sports, but the vibrancy of UNLV, minor league baseball, youth sports, as you know, and with kids, everybody who's listening, you see a baseball field at every traffic light. You see a soccer field. Growing up as a kid, there were no professional sports here. What did you do to get your sports fixed with your family? And when did sports really enter your life as a passion? I remember, well, Freddie Banks came to my elementary school when the yeah. Running Rebels were, you know, at, at the top of the game. And I'll just never forget, after that, every, I mean, every single kid in the school was talking about the running rebels and how we're going to go to the game and how we're going to ask our parents to go. And I think, you know, making sure that the Raiders are weaved into every aspect of the community for even children at a really young age is going to, what's going, what's going to, what to be to help this kind of next generation of Nevadans um, be into Raider Nation. And so it was definitely UNLV with basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I attended, I remember Vegas bowl games. We'd be freezing in Sam Boyd Stadium <laughs> when every time that they played. But my parents made sure to kind of get us out and active to, to, to see what was offered. Even though it was, you know, when you don't have a professional sports team, you make do with what you have. And so, you know, it's going to be, you know, me telling my kids, you have no idea all of these different options we have. Obviously, we've gone to Raiders games and Aviators games and different things. Those were things that we didn't really have the option to do, but you make do with what you have. You mentioned your husband as a former NFL player. What was that like for you on game day and the tailgating experience, which is so vibrant in this organization globally, the fans from Oakland, LA, what they expect here, which we'll get to, but on game day as a wife and a fan and the experience of going to football games, how did that mold you as a better football fan? You know, I think that at the time, and I'm just going to be <laughs> direct, we were just, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're just going, 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 going. And I wish I would have probably paused and really allowed that moment to sink in. But, you know, it was, they'll fly to this game, let's do this. And there were always just events and things that we would do and I would do to support my husband, who was my fiance at the time, um, to, you know, to make sure that he was kind of ready, you know, on game day. And I think I definitely bring, not, not only a lens as a fan, to know what those teams did for those um cities where mm-hmm. they were playing, and that's what we knew he, um, that the Raiders were going to bring to Las Vegas, but also it was just being part of a greater football family, right? Um, yes, these men go out every Sunday or Monday and, you know, play their hearts out, but there's definitely a family and a team behind them um, to support them, you know, when they're mm-hmm. at home, and I think, um, you know, being a wife of an NFL player definitely gave me a, a greater understanding as to what that the broader and that more intimate family goes through to support that player to make sure that they're performing on the field. Sandra Douglas Morgan joins us. So as we move on here to one of the many great things that Al Davis did that I know you're aware of is he built a global brand. And you're going to see that now as the president of this team when you represent Mark and the organization at league meetings and you travel and travel around the world eventually. Uh, when you look at Vegas as the entertainment capital of the world, can you tell us how optimistic you are and what you see with this global brand and the growth of Las Vegas and building the revenue structure. I mean, it's truly a partnership <laughs> made in heaven. You know, we're so excited about, um, you know, our Raiders fans all over. Obviously, Mexico is a huge priority for us. But what Las Vegas brings is just a whole other level of entertainment and a boldness that, you know, could, pop, could match the Raiders, right? When you think of Raiders, you're thinking bold, daring, I mean, and a commitment to excellence. 
And Las Vegas, what, what this city has been able to do is really establish itself as the customer service and entertainment capital of the world. And having, um, you know, both of those brands, I think, together, uh, you know, we're just really hoping to expand on what already is just such an amazing loyal fan base and then just bring more people into the fold. You know, I'm a season ticket holder and I get emails and there's concerts. I'm a big fan of the sporting events that are coming here, the college teams that are going to play in the stadium. You know, the European soccer, what's coming here this summer, and especially just all the big events here that are coming in where you could work with UNLV football, the opportunity with the Las Vegas Bowl, everything that's already been inside the stadium already. What are you going to do to reach out to all those other opportunities and leaders in this community to help build their brands along with the Raiders and help them along the way in this community? Yeah, I sure hope to increase, you know, the Raiders' um, willingness to kind of have and grow and have additional partnerships and sponsorships. Obviously, um, as I mentioned, you know, when I um, started on Thursday, my, my goal is obviously to reach out to our existing partners, our existing stakeholders to make sure that the partnerships that we do have are strengthened and continue to grow, and obviously to build on new ones as well. Look, we have an exciting time in an amazingly beautiful new stadium that we really think and know can host um, the largest events. Um, and we have the, you know, the Super Bowl is going to come in 2024. We've mentioned that several times. The draft being here, Pro Bowl, um, just continuing to build on those partnerships and just know that Everything that has been done thus far since the move has been amazing. We just know it can be taken to the next level. Um, and there's a lot more opportunities that, that we have to partner with the other stakeholders in Nevada that, again, will continue to grow our brand. Sandra Douglas-Morgan, president of the Raiders, as we wrap it up. When it comes to discipline of players, and unfortunately there were some really bad incidents that have happened, including the Henry Ruggs accident that killed Tina Tintor and other incidents around here in the Valley, and hopefully that's all a part of the past, but we remember the past and build on it and help people who are involved in those situations. When you see Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, and especially the owner, Mark Davis, your role in those meetings when it comes to a tough decision about a player or player engagement or responsibility and discipline, what would you like your role to be? Well, you know, obviously my, you know, my heart breaks for the tragic loss and how it's affected, you know, so many, so many people. Look, every situation is different. Um, we, we would definitely look at every individual and the facts and circumstances and deal with those accordingly. I know that Coach McDaniels and Dave have um, very high standards and I'm confident that we will hold players and all team members um, accountable because anything less than that is, is unacceptable. You know, I mentioned the importance of, of the Raiders, the importance to me that it have an everlasting and positive impact on the Las Vegas community. And in my opinion, that includes not just being a good corporate citizen, but also individual citizens, right, um, as well. And that goes, again, to players, to front office staff, to everyone off the field and on the field. We just have to be mindful and respectful of our community. And I, you know, it, Hopefully those incidents, um, you know, won't happen. Mm -hmm. um, they have, but we want to move forward. And um, I know that, you know, myself and, and Coach Daniels and Dave will definitely hold everyone to those high standards. Finally, the alumni. I, I love, Sandra, the alumni here so much and what, what a role they play. And I just can't wait for you to meet this vast army of former players. And you know Mrs. Davis and Mark and yes. the late Al Davis and what it means. And coming up, Cliff Branch, we decided to do a summer for Cliff because he's no longer with us, but he's getting inducted into the Pro Football yeah. Hall of Fame along with Richard Seymour. And then Alumni Weekend, which I think you're going to walk into it and go, I've never seen anything like this where an organization 
pays tribute to their former players if they played a game or if they have a gold jacket in the Hall of Fame. How encouraged are you for the history and meeting the alumni and giving them your vision going forward? You know, I'm actually more nervous about Alumni Weekend than I was about my press conference, to be honest with you, because, um, you know, there's just such a rich history and legacy, and I know how incredibly important alumni are to Mark. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, but admittedly a little bit nervous, because I know it's just going to be um, an, an incredibly emotional for me to meet so many people that have that have really laid the way to build and create this amazing organization and, and to make it the Raiders what it is today. So I'm, you know, just elated. I've just had a, such an outpouring of support from alumni, and I just really can't wait to meet them and, you know, continue, again, to grow on the great work that the Raiders have done for all their alumni. I, I think that there's no secret that the Raiders do more for their alumni than um, all, if not all, every single club that's there. And um, I know how incredibly important it is and definitely want to build on it as well. Well, the fans already recognize you. Wait till they really recognize you on the road, all over, and they're able to come up to the president of the team and talk to you. Final question, Sandra. What is your message to the entire global fan base of the Raider Nation? Uh, we love you. We don't take you for granted. And let's, um, let's just win, baby. Sounds great. Thanks so much for doing this. All the best going forward. I look forward to seeing you here in the coming weeks. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Sandra Douglas Morgan, new president of the Las Vegas Raiders. Really appreciate her time and the amount of time she gave us there, 20 minutes, talking about her new role and all the different aspects that she has. And I know Raider Nation and the fans of the Raider Nation that I interact with are really excited about the opportunity to help her and get the organization to where they want to be, which is winning Super Bowls and championships. And there's been a lot of work done before she even got here to build on that and take the Raiders to the highest level in professional sports, where they are with the brand, and they want to get back, Mark, to winning championships. And really, the sky is the limit here. Her background in this community, as a leader in this community, with a vast resume of working with so many different aspects of the global economic impact here that we have in Vegas should be a plus in a big way. And she's going to walk into these league meetings representing you, the fans of the Raider Nation, and I think you should be proud of that. And we greatly appreciate her time. Sandra Douglas Morgan, new president of the Raiders. If you have reaction to our conversation, uh, please give us a call, 702-365-9200. And we'll talk to Kenny King at the bottom of the hour as we get back to the summer of Cliff as that is brought to you by The Botanist Gin. You know, I always talk about Remy Martin teaming up for excellence, where I can do that now with The Botanist Gin. Hey, if you're a gin drinker, mix it up a bit. It's summer, it's fresh, it's cool. Get outside, get a Botanist Gin anywhere here in the Valley at your favorite spots there. Cool off and enjoy it. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. So really excited that we were able to get that done. Thanks to Will Kiss and the Raiders for making that happen. We welcome Sandra Douglas Morgan, to the Raider Nation, and I hope that all Raider fans uh, back her vision going forward and welcome her to this organization as you see her out in the community, and you're going to see a lot of the Raiders here in August. I'm telling you, this is no joke what's going on in August. Every Raider fan, I talked to Crusader Raider in London. He's coming to Canton. There is an army of Raider Nation coming to Canton to do something that's never been done before for a player to have this many former players coming in, and then many of those players are coming out for Alumni Weekend at the end of the month of August, and they are going to blanket this town like you haven't seen. Uh, that is the monologue. Again, thanks to Sandra. When we come back, Kenny King, uh, a great Raider legend, to talk about Cliff Branch, and hopefully you talk about Cliff.
I think we're off to a good... It took Bobby a month to get together all this Cliff Branch sound, play-by-play, so we can get us through the summer and past training camp as we pay tribute to Mark Davis's best friend, one of the greatest Raiders of all time on his induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Kenny King is on deck. This JT the Brick Legends moment is brought to you by M Resort, the official team headquarters hotel of the Las Vegas Raiders. Cliff Branch, number 21, is a talkative little receiver with a gift of grass. And although he's 35 years old, he still had enough speed to beat both Anthony Washington and Darrell Green to the ball for a 50-yard gain for the Raiders. Big play, Cliff Branch. JT, back with you. Brought to you by M Resort Spawn Casino. When we talk to Raider legends, it's at the official team hotel of the Silver and Black, M. And Kenny King, kind enough to join us, two-time Super Bowl champ and a teammate of the great Cliff Branch. Boomer, Kenny, how are you? Thanks for doing this. I'm great, uh, JT. How you doing? I couldn't be better. Thanks for doing this as we kicked off the summer of Cliff on his induction into Canton, Ohio in the Hall of Fame. I want to spend a few minutes talking about your friendship with Cliff on the field as a teammate, in the huddle, but especially off the field and the impact he had on your life. Wow. Wow. I, you know, when you, when you talk about Cliff Branch, you're talking about a great person. You know, it's just... You know, when I met Cliff in 1980, when I got there, I got traded from the uh, Oilers down to uh, to the Raiders. Cliff was one of the first people that, you know, players that I got to meet. Uh, you know, two, Zach was there and, and, and Hendricks was there. But Cliff was one of those guys, he, you know, he took me under his wings. I mean, he helped me. He, You know, I, I tell you what, I was a horrible, I was horrible at catching a football. I mean, I could not catch a goal. And Cliff took me in his under his wings and showed me a lot of different things. It's, so I mean, I'm jumping around because there's so much there's so much to talk about Cliff Branch as a person, as a, as a player. But the ways that he helped me on the field, he helped me get better at catching the football. He would have me after practice up in Santa Rosa. He had me you know stand on the goal line and and behind the goalpost. And you know, hold my hands out, and you know, around, uh, grasp around the goalpost, and uh, throw throw them in the football. So I had to catch it with the hands. Had to learn to catch it with the fingertips. No longer catching it, trying to catch it with the hands. And that was one of the things that really helped me. As you know, as far as catching. And then from running routes, he showed me precision. He showed me how you don't just run out there, run a flat. You just run out there, turn and go. You run out there and you wiggle and you shake and you and you move and you give a move and, and make that happen. So those was just some of the little things that, well, not little things, was big things because, you know, look at the Super Bowl record uh, catch. I mean, I would have never had that catch if it hadn't been for Cliff Branch. I would have never gotten the end zone for Bob, if it hadn't been for Bobby Chandler. Um, but, you know, the little things that he, he did for individuals, um, I mean, I was, I mean, I, I was uh, rookie. I was still a rookie coming into you know into the league when I got traded to the Raiders. Uh, he took me on his wings. He invited me to stay at his home. Uh, I, you know, I, I mean, 
what can I say? What can I not say about Cliff Branch? Wow. I mean, there's, I mean, there's, I mean, I, there's nothing I cannot say about Cliff Branch. It's exactly why we're doing this, Kenny. You, you're the best. You're nailing everything on why we wanted to do this because Cliff is no longer with us. And really yeah. important as you share how he helped you as a pass-catching running back and the accomplishments and one of the greatest highlights in Super Bowl history. I've never heard that story that way. Appreciate you sharing that. On a fun note, was he like what Snake said and then plunk it after him that he was always open when he got into the huddle? I'm always open. Get me the ball. How talkative was Cliff in the huddle when you were there? Cliff, Cliff would come in and tell you that you know every play, every play he's open. I mean, he was <laughs> he was pretty much open every play. And you know, you got Gene and Art, you know, they're saying that come, come on, Cliff, hush, come on, let let let, let Punk call the play. Shut up, shut up, come on, let's let's call the play, call the play. Oh shoot! But I'll tell you this, I I will say this about Cliff Branch, and I will say this about the receivers of of, of that era. Cliff was a, Cliff was what. Five ten, one sixty five, maybe one eighty. But I will say this: every run, every long run that I had, Cliff Branch was downfield somewhere making a block, whether it was on the other side of the field or whether it was on you know on this side of the field. But it was so important to have that other side covered, and he was that guy. He was the guy that was. He might not. He might not knock them down, but I tell you what, he got in their way so that they couldn't get there. Look at the run that Marcus Allen had in Super Bowl eight to fifteen. Mm-hmm. I mean eighteen. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, he's just. You know, I, I personally, you know, I personally am so sad because Cliff is not here to be able to go to the Hall of Fame and say the things and talk about his career in the National Football League from his viewpoint. So I tell you this, being able to sit there in the stands at that, you know, at this event is going to be a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. I just, like I said, I just hope, I wish, I wish that Cliff could have been there. Cliff is there, but I wish Cliff's voice, and I hope somebody can bring his voice to Canton on that that night for him and that induction. Yeah, we, you and I and your son, when we were at Charles's party and late night and you've been back and you, you see people telling stories. And I think that Kenny King joins us. That's the one thing you bring up that I think will happen at his party, which you'll be at an alumni weekend. Do you think that with all your teammates coming around, you have a new coaching staff to talk about, new GM? We just had the president on, Sandra Douglas Morgan. There's a lot of topics there, but it just feels like the conversations, Kenny, about Cliff, in Canton, at the induction and the party and all the events you're going to be at the rest of the summer, he'll get he'll get his notoriety there. It's a shame he's not there. We can't get past that. But I think the stories and the joy that it's going to bring to his sister and the family is going to make yeah. everybody feel great. I do too. I, I I really do. I know because I mean Cliff was one. He was a lo- you know he was a loved person. I mean when he met my wife, you know he was. You know, he would come in and he's, he goes, he called her, Husker, hey, Husker! <laughs> she's from Nebraska. And, you know, she, you know, when, when, uh, uh, you talk about Cliff around her, she just gets excited. You know, she gets excited about him and get, you know, just getting to know him. Uh, I mean, what a great person. I mean, that's all I can say is a great person, great man, great player, great teammate, great friend, great uncle, great dad. I mean, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny King, Raider legend, two-time Super Bowl champ. What was it like for you 
in the month of July getting ready for camp because you played in an era where camp was brutal. Two-a-days, hard, I mean, playing against Hall of Famers. You were a great player. How would you get your mindset in the offseason, say the week before you had to go to camp, knowing how difficult that was going to be, even though there was going to be a lot of fun and partying and the buddies getting together? But what were those practices like back in the day? Those practices were brutal. These kids today, they don't have a clue as what the hell we went through. <laughs> I mean, because two a days, two a days back in you know in the seventies, eighties, nineties, those were. I mean, you you didn't get out of you didn't get out of practice every day. I mean, and, and I'll tell you this: we used to beg, literally beg, Al for a, a, just to be able to go in shorts one practice. Just get out of just get out of the pads, and Al's way of uh, of allowing that to happen was take the pads out of your pants, so we go in shells, and that's what we call shells. So we would actually not have thigh pads, knee pads in, but you got your shoulder pads on. So you know, practicing those days were it was hard, it was brutal, they were long, it was arduous, and but I'll tell you what. I wouldn't change it because it made it made me a better player. It made us a better. It made us a better team. Um, two world championships in seven seasons. I mean, I I can't yeah. complain. I mean, I made the playoffs. You know, I, I I was in the playoffs. What out of seven seasons? I was in the playoffs. What five out of seven? Yeah. You know, and I tell you, if that's what it takes. If that's what it takes to get you there, to get your mind ready, to get you right, to get you in shape, to get you prepared, then that's what you got to do. I understand today's the today's game is the guys are staying in shape. They they have these uh, chambers that they can sit in and cool off their bodies and stuff like that. And you know they got therapists and psych. You know they got all of the you know all of that stuff that we didn't have, so they can stay focused. Throughout the off season, our off season was we get done with football. We're we're done with football. I mean, after after you know after the season was over in February at the Super Bowl, you don't see anything until May, and you know so it pretty much. I got to the point where I when I got when I moved from halfback to fullback, I I put on I put on about twenty pounds mm-hmm. and. I remember going into camp, and this was in '83. I went into camp, and Mr. Davis says, "How much do you weigh?" I said, "221." He goes, "Absolutely not. You're full. You know, you're you're halfback, fullback per se." <laughs> what the heck is that? But you know, I mean, I had to work my you know work that weight back down. But you know, twenty of you know, that twenty pounds. It it took what the first week I was already at two eleven, so it doesn't take long. It didn't take long, especially when you're doing two a days. Two a days were those were two hours. Those were two hour practices in the morning and in the, in the afternoon, and then you had your uh, you had your meetings at seven o'clock, seven thirty. You're done probably around ten nine thirty ten, and curfews at curfews at eleven. Well, well, you try to hit the bar as quickly as you possibly could, and have a few <laughs> drinks, and then get back to the room, and you know, go to bed, and get up, you know, next morning, and, and go do it again. And that's, you know, that was that was uh, seven days a week. There, there was no off days. 
if we weren't if we weren't if we were not playing on Saturday, we had a scrimmage on Saturday. Kenny King's so. our guest, the Raider legend, two-time Super Bowl champ. You know, Kenny, just to build on what you've been saying here, which is so good, that all that hard work paid off. You played in the biggest games in the playoffs, the conditioning, the tackling, the blocking, the ability to run routes, the ability to pick up blocks at your position. Did you feel like that, those dog days in July and August and all those preseason games really gave you an edge once you came to the postseason when it came to conditioning? I mean, because when you get in the when you get in the fourth quarter, when you get to that fourth quarter, and that was one of the things that I learned at you know really uh, learned about fourth quarter was at the University of Oklahoma. We used to throw up the four fingers fourth quarter. You know, this is it. You know, if you you got to leave everything out there on the tank. You know, get everything out your tank. Get everything. You leave it on the field. And being able to go to those types of camps and preparing you for it, when you got to that fourth quarter, you weren't tired. I mean, you were tired, but you know what? You worked through it. There is no, there is no quit in the fourth quarter, and that was that was the luxury of of the, you know, what you got from those those types of training camps. Yeah, we we complained about them. We, you know, we, you know, but it wasn't going to do us any good. But at the end of the year, when you're sitting there and you're saying, "Hey, we're all champions, baby. We're all champions." Yeah, I mean that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. You can look back at it and say it was worth it. And when you can look back at it after seven, you know, my for me, seven seasons. I mean, two time world champion. I can't. I'm not complaining at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean I'll. I'll tell you about it. I'll you know give you the gruesome details of it, but I tell you what, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah, what a run you had over those seven years—the games, the playoffs, and two Super Bowls. Finally, Kenny, looking at this team, you know there was a coaching change with John Gruden. Josh McDaniels comes in. Mike Mayock's out. Dave Ziegler seems to be doing a great job. They lock up Max Crosby, Derek Carr, long term, and Hunter Renfro. You bring in Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams, and you come to games and watch every Raider game. It's still a tough schedule in a brutal division. You were the kings of your division when you played, and charges were good, and the wild card team, I get it, but Raiders got some tough sledding here with a really tough schedule. Do you, does it look to you on paper that the team got better in the offseason and you believe they can go over 10 wins and make a deep playoff run? In my opinion, I think that, I, I think that everything that uh, Mark has done this offseason has been immaculate. And and I say that because I, I like I like Josh McDaniels. I think that Josh's you know his tenure at, at Denver was kind of one of those things. And now he's got got to go back to New England. Now he's coming back as a head coach. He learned from it. You got him as a, his friend Ziegler uh, uh, as a general manager going to work together. Ms. Douglas, who's the president, you know, I, I like that. I like that move. I love the fact that, you know, we've got Carter signed. I love the fact that we got Max Crosby. Chandler Jones is going to make us a different, you know, is going to help us make us a different team. We already had, there was the players. The players was, the play, I think that the Raiders have always had the players. I think we have been living in the past with the offensive coordinators and the defensive coordinators and some of the head coaches that we continue to bring back and trying to, you know, build this organization. This game today is designed for player these great players to have great
coaches. You need a great coach to motivate them into that next level. If you cannot get them into that next level, then you need to move on and find somebody that can. And that's one of the things that the New England Patriots have done so well. And I think that Mark sees that and saw that, and that's that what that's what Josh McDaniels brings to this organization. He brings that leadership. He's not too old. He's not too young. But he's old enough that he can he can understand working with these multi-millionaire players, and that's. And, and and understanding their you know what their needs and and keeping that temperament, I see this team. I see this team doing great things this season. Eleven games, yeah. I I think eleven, twelve games win. I, I I see it. Do we have a tough division? Sure, we do. But you know what? That doesn't make a difference. It's one of the things I'll never forget this, and I hope that the players today understand this concept. When Mr. Davis said in 1983 when we got our Super Bowl rings, he says, guys, when we walk into a stadium and they boo you, you know they fear you. Well, we lost that fear for a long time. Now we need to get that back. We want the, we want the fans to boo us. We want the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Rams, whoever we're playing. We want them to boo us because we are good. One thing it is, we're good. Let's become great. Love that. Kenny, fantastic. I won't forget this interview. You were unbelievable. Really appreciate your time. I'll see it in Canton uh, throughout it and late night, as always, and we'll celebrate Cliff and tell more great stories. Really appreciate you joining us today. All right, my friend. Thanks, JT. You got it. Kenny King, wow. God, he was good. I mean, I just sit back and let him go. I mean, Kenny King on winning two Super Bowls, Cliff Branch, cardio, workouts, two-a-days. You know, I'm sure if you're a young player today, you don't want to hear how tough they had it and you don't have it. Because Max Crosby works his ass off every day. He's got his own trainer. He's training. He's he's in the gym on his own. He's running sprints with his dogs at home. I mean, the guy's a workout machine. But back then, those guys had two brutal practices a day in camp, and they played in their preseason games. They didn't sit out in, you know, and, and not have pads on. They played, and how did they stay healthy with the brutality of the preseason? Now everybody, a lot of coaches just don't want to deal with it. How do you put Devontae Adams out there in a preseason game, God forbid? No need to. But how do you get the work in with a new quarterback, even though these two were in college together? How do you manage the fact that you got to get these guys in extreme shape, extreme shape to play the Chargers in week one where the battles in the trenches are going to be warfare and then keep them healthy, hydrated, fresh, and ready to go? It's tough. There's a lot of new gimmicks, and people have different philosophies on strength and conditioning and how to rest and how to get better rest and all of that, cryo chambers, this or that, what type of bath you're taking, and <laughs> what are your, your diet, but whatever it is, Kenny King didn't have that. Kenny King didn't have that. Kenny King just had to work out and then put his head into a pile as a fullback and a running back and block. I mean, that's insanity, man, and the guy today appreciates it. The, the big takeaway for me in the Kenny discussion we just had is he wouldn't change a thing. It was brutal, as he said, and he wouldn't change a thing. 702-365-9200, as we are brought to you by Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. 
You know my background with Virgin Hotels here in Vegas. From the restaurants, from Olives to where I'm at, at one steak with the great J.O.D., the comedians, the music, the Elaria pool, all the excitement around the property and the shag room, whatever you're doing, if you haven't been there as a local, go check it out. They're waiting for you. The entertainment value is sky high at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. First of all, the Raiders have always been family. All the different players who came through the different areas to the Raider organization will always be family. That's something that Al Davis instilled in the organization, and that's the same thing that Mark Davis has continued to stress. Our former players are the foundation of where we are today, and they help build this thing, so the Raiders will always have open arms for their former players. Cliff Branch, Summer of Cliff continues here on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Really appreciate Sandra Douglas Morgan, the president of the Raiders, and two-time Super Bowl champ Kenny King joining us in our number one. Ruben in Vegas here. Thanks for holding. You're up next. What's happening, Ruben? Hey, JT. Just crossing state line. Raider Nation Radio does work in Mountain Pass, California. Nice. It works, it works out there. But anyways, I just, I just uh, was getting off the truck, and I was – heard the back end of the Madam President Welcome to Raider Nation uh, interview but the Kenny King one, dang man that was, I thought that was Kenny King's son Kenny King Jr. because they sound alike I've heard them on, the, on, on other, other stations or whatnot but man I, I'm just excited for Cliff, you know Mike, the stories of Mr. Branch I got to meet him twice, once in Houston at a Texas Raider game and then another time at Poncho's in Summerlin mm-hmm. and man he's, I, I'm, I'm 40 I wasn't uh able to watch him play, but just the humbleness of him, just the watching him on NFL films and YouTube and whatnot, he's, he's the best, man. He's my favorite from back in the days. I'm just happy for him, you know, mm-hmm. happy for him to get in the Hall of Fame and Summer Cliff and, you know, when I met him in Summerlin, man, he was so cool. Him and uh, Rod Martin, Rod Martin were yeah, out there. Yeah, Ponchos. I was, I was out yeah. there, too. I probably saw you there. Hey, Ruben, I'm right behind you. I'm driving to Costa Mesa in about uh, an hour and a half. How's the traffic moving? Uh, traffic going to Cali right now. You know that ag station is always a, a headache. But other than that, I'm, I'm just coming back. I had a quick delivery out here, and mm-hmm. it looks pretty good. But, the, yeah, the, uh, the ag station, you know how that gets. I got anyways, you. Take care, my so friend. Have a safe trip, Dave. Thank Be you. Good from you. Go Raiders. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm driving out with my wife, leaving the uh, sons at home with the dog. And, yeah, and uh, we're going out. Uh, we got something going on in Southern California and Costa Mesa, and we'll be back. I'll be back Saturday to go to Resorts World to see Journey with the Symphony. Oh, Journey with the Symphony. Looking forward to that at my, one of my other favorite spots, Resorts World. Gangster Raider wrapping up the hour on the flagship. Hello. Hey, what's up, JT? You on fire today. First you had Sandra, then you had Kitty King. Yeah. Man, you, you doing it we know, up. We know, what we're, we know what we're doing here some of the days. I got a little NBA next hour. I got to float around a little bit. We give you your Raiders. No, nah, you doing it, though, today, man. I got to give you a salute, you know what I'm saying, a three-crown salute for Thank today. You. Thank but you. I just want to say, um, 
Welcome to um, SMD, I mean SDM, Sandra Douglas Morgan. Welcome to the Red Organization. And I, I, we welcome her with open arms, you know what I'm saying, because she's the first black female in that position. I know she's going to knock it out the park. I looked over her resume and another um, great pick by Mark Davis. And I want you to tell Mr. Davis that I really respect everything he's done. He put the organization back on top of where we're supposed to be. And right now, to me, he's the best owner in the league. And he, everybody else needs to put some respect on Mr. Davis's name. You know what I'm saying? As far as Cliff, I never got to meet him, but I was supposed to meet him one time at the Raider Image, the one that used to have the Fox Hill Mall down here in L.A., but uh, I got pulled over. And when I got finally got there, he had left because he had to go somewhere with Fred Belivnikov. But I met Jerry Robinson. Jerry Robinson was there. We chopped it up. He signed a couple autographs mm-hmm. and a T-shirt for me. You know what I'm saying? But that's the only time I almost got to meet Cliff. But I want to suggest that um, on the website, we, we should be able to um, have all three Super Bowls on the website. So people that, um, like my age, who didn't get to see Cliff play, I saw him play toward the end of his career, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, it wasn't like seeing him his prior time. I like to see all three Super Bowls on the um, website so a future fans can see it. But shout out to you, JT. You knock it out the park and shout out to Mr. Davis. He put us back on top and he the best order in the league. Gangster Raiders said it. I'm gone. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, you know, Mark Davis getting credit where credit's due with everything he's doing, but Mark wants to win. And every time I talk to Mark, it's about winning. How to win, stadium set, the facility set, Canton set. Mark's got everything locked in. Now let's get these players out there to win playoff games and win a Super Bowl. And I don't think they're on the right path. I think everyone in the Raiders thinks they're on the right path. It's just a question of tightening up the roster with a few more players at certain positions and coaching up the younger players to play at a Pro Bowl level. How many of the players on this roster can develop into Pro Bowl players or get to that level right outside the Pro Bowl. That's the difference, like Kenny King said. Kenny King was a Pro Bowler one year. Get your ability to the Pro Bowl. Hour number two on deck.